Welcome to the Gaming Coop, the best space to talk about things that are purdy. Let's introduce today's players. Player 1. I love you, Metro Man, and I love you, Random Citizen. It's Matt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the Mega Mind. <laughs> Player 2. A vast team, mateys, for here's a tale of one of the finest folks to ever sail. He'll hook, he'll cook your fish and defend the hull, and voyage with he with he is never dull. Uh, perhaps best known for his, his battle prowess with fire bombs and tow, his his ferocity is boundless. It's Galley Chief Gabe. Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> Player three, Brain Bomb, or whatever they say, Jimmy Neutron. It's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> player four, as a result of an illegal laboratory experiment, player four has been violently transformed into an alligator. It's Walsh. <gasps> no! That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get on player five's bad side, or he'll microwave his poop in your house. It's Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight, I will. What the fuck? <laughs> I like how the response is, is if... Oh, no, go ahead. In Player 6, our next contestant has picked all the nicest dialogue options, has a cool boyfriend in C-Sect, and you're, you're her favorite shop on the Citadel. It's Kelsey. I don't know who wrote that one. <laughs> it's a mystery. It's such a mystery. It's all of this. All mystery. <laughs> Um, I, by the way, to the, to the individual who, who wrote my intro, I didn't know if you actually wanted me to say the entire phrase or wanted me to look up the Jimmy Neutron, but here's the thing. I write what you say, so that, there's no way I'm looking up, you know, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking into what brain blast is there, you no, know? That's what I was intending you to say. Okay. All right. Good, good, good. Just making sure. Just I, making sure. I write what you say and I say what you write. Yeah, like you know, I, I mean, unless you, you you do something terrible in there, I'm not I'm not I'm not changing what you what you do, you know. Um, welcome, everyone, to the game. Um, we are talking some art style today. We're getting a little artsy. All right, we're looking into what some of the things that make the little aspects of gaming and the games that are great, and art style is definitely one of them. Um, because there's games that, you know, like, you look at these, like, Call of Duty, and, you know, these hyper-realistic games out there, and you're like, yeah, you know, it, like, people just, they don't, they don't care about that, like, like, we, we don't care about those games, you know, we care about the ones that actually have a style to them, a unique thing that about the way the game looks that makes it charming, or just unique in the gaming industry. And to, to start off the conversation, we're going to start with a cult classic. Not even cult classic. It's just classic at this point. PlayStation 2's Okami. Matt, start us off. Yeah, so Okami is what I consider art direction the game. It is. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it, yeah, the, uh, the art style of it. It was originally on PS2. Uh, I think it got a little more, uh, little more appeal when it got a Wii port, and then it's since been on PS3, Switch, PC. It's on a lot of stuff. Okami HD is the version you should be playing um, anyway, because it's, it's gorgeous. But uh, Okami, uh, backstory about the game itself, it is about... Uh, you play as Amaterasu, the Japanese goddess of the sun, 
as you are trying to kind of restore order to the world uh, and restore the world to its beauty after it's kind of been uh, kind of been sucked away. So the idea of a game where the the world itself you are restoring the beauty and restoring the art too i thought was uh, perfect for this and the entire game is is just it's drenched in this amazing drenched is not the right word but it is <laughs> it's gorgeous gorgeously painted in this really watercolor aesthetic uh even down to the point that your moves all all of your actions that you get to do in the game are using your tail. Sorry, I hit, hit my microphone stand. Um, it's all good. Using your tail as a uh, as a paintbrush. So all of your attacks, all of your abilities, all of it is painting. So it's it's using art and it's it's manipulating the art artful world around you uh, to do uh, to do uh, everything that you need to do. Uh, the the game itself is just it, it's a it's a wonderful story. It's really heartfelt uh especially if you like japanese mythology uh or ha- or have an interest in mythology in general there's a lot of different things uh that are that are included in it that have roots in uh in japanese mythology and that's kind of the the core of the game um and amaterasu really good silent protagonist uh it she's a wolf so like she doesn't talk at all um but your uh your partner your partner isun uh, kind of does all the talking for you. He's like wisecracking and and all that. Uh, really great characters. Uh, I really can't say much about the plot, but um, because I because I don't want to uh, spoil much, but kind of it the 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 game itself is crazy because it sets up this one um, this one boss as being like the the end game. Like you defeat this boss, the game is over. And when you defeat that boss, it's the it, the game is a quarter of the way done. So there's there's so much to it. There's so many cool areas that are just beautiful. The music and the instrumentation in that it perfectly fits the aesthetic. I can gush about it all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> has a, uh, has anyone else here played Okami? Yeah, curiosity. I played it through okay. a lot, right, and it was just. So cool, like having, I think they call it like the celestial brush and like yep. literally brushing trees to life. Like they hide these little things for you to do through like, as he, as you said, restoring beauty to the world. And it was just such a fun game to explore. It's like Legend of Zelda, but like in an art museum. Yeah, Legend of Zelda is a good good uh, comparison in terms of how the the game is structured. Like you go through dungeons, you get a certain item. Instead of getting an item like you would in Zelda, you would get a celestial brush power. Yeah. So the... instead of, okay, instead of getting instead of getting the bombs, you would get the ability to draw a bomb. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's cool. that, that picture that you shared with us literally reminds me of one of the first villages that you go to in Breath of the Wild. That um yeah the village with the older woman. Who has like, the knowledge? No. Yeah, it's H- Hachino yeah. Village. Yes, yes. Uh, it looks exactly like that. It's gorgeous. Like that's so cool. That's gorgeous. Yeah, the yeah. the game's director actually said that like this, the whole game is modeled after Legend of Zelda. Oh, like, they, yeah. Oh, okay. It is a huge. It's a huge inspiration, guys. We figured it uh, out for this this person. <laughs> um, so I I I 
I, I've looked at this game before, and at first, I for some reason, when I looked at it in the past, I was just like, oh, okay, this looks this looks neat. I, this is not something I would probably play. But upon looking at it more, like, man, I kind of do want to try it. Like, I, I feel like it's it's just... It looks like it's something that is so unique and not something that you're you're used to seeing a lot nowadays, especially not from like a major any major developers um, or publishers. Um, so like I, I'm I'm so down to try it. I, I'm surprised to see that like it, when the reason why I was kind of calling it like a cult classic because it was it had really bad sales. It did, and then and then it over time it has become like one of the greatest games of all time because people <laughs> respect it for like what it is and what like and for the, for its art style and for for its overall art like just the from the gameplay to the art to the music like there's so much about this game that is truly a masterpiece that was just completely underappreciated and not as you know did not just get the attention of of the, of the grander audience but certainly got the attention of critics um so yeah i i'm like it's funny that like i i'm gonna i hope to play this game soon along with god of war so i'm gonna be like ingrained in like mythology stuff from different <laughs> yeah. cultures i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of i'm very interested and excited about that yeah um, great thing great thing about it is okami is super accessible nowadays uh you can get it for 20 bucks on almost any platform and when it's not on sale yeah. Oh, oh for, yeah. Uh, for a twenty-plus hour game, like it's it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've I probably I have it. I'm probably gonna play it on PlayStation, uh, but I don't know. I might I might do PC. I don't know. We'll we'll see. There's a, there's a, I, they ha, there's tons of options. Actually, I don't know if it's on. Uh, doesn't say if it's on PC or not. It is. Uh, the HD is on PC. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. On Steam. Yes. So we'll see. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll pick it. Uh, any other thoughts on Okami? Uh, I have something to say. It might sound sure. a little off topic, though, so if anybody else has anything first. But the way that no, you were describing the game, where it's like you bring the world to color and like you paint and how you're drenched. Um, is it bad that my, like, I was like, oh, so it's the blob? <laughs> <laughs> A little yeah, more, I, I like less, um, less, uh, like, white to color as it is, like, corruption to nature-y. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, okay, so that actually sounds like Concrete Genie, which is a newer <laughs> game. Um, but that's, that actually sounds like a game where it's, that that is, like, there's a, uh, almost like a, that, that game has a general, um, like the, the 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 town is kind of dealing with in big industry having kind of like destroyed the town and and having like uh, oil spills and things like that having greatly affected it um and like the goal of the game is part of one of the goals in the game is to kind of like repaint the town and and reactivate some of the elements of the town to kind of revive it and so that kind of that, that kind of very much reminds me of uh yeah. Okami in that very in that, similar in, aspects in, in that in that concept uh, I will. I, I will war- warn one thing. There are a couple spots of Okami that are hornier than you would expect. You know what? And I'll leave it. it at, I'll leave it yeah. at that. But yeah, yeah, just, be, right. just be prepared. L- listen, Ooh, yeah. listen. I mean, I... <laughs> this is a game for the art community. It has to be horny in places. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Around the head. <laughs> All go. right. Next up, <laughs> a game that should not be horny in any way, shape, or form. Kirby's Epic Yarn. Gabe, take it away with a Wii classic. All right, so Kirby's Epic Yarn. 
it's, it's super honestly horny. one of my favorite Kirby games, and by extension, one of my favorite games of all time. Um, the entire gimmick of the game is that it is a patchwork aesthetic, so it's like uh, a bunch of knitting and sewing and like strings and patches of different materials and stuff like that are the uh, they're uh, they're what make up the world and kirby as like a little string he can't copy ability anymore but he has a whip that he can use to latch onto things or to grab enemies and throw them at things uh it's simple and it's just a wonderful time and it was also made with co-op in mind so uh there's kirby and then there's the secondary protagonist prince fluff he is essentially a blue Kirby with a crown. Um, and also, like, angrier eyes. Like, Aww. just, like, confident eyes. If that's that's the best way I can describe it at the moment. But um, mm-hmm. with the game, it's very simple. It's not too hard uh, because it, go, it goes with, like, a very forward-thinking method of lives. Meaning, being, like, you can't die. All you do is just you lose uh, the gems and sequins that you collect as like a uh, as like a uh, penalty but you can still collect them again if they're not in like any pre- precarious positions so it's a very like modern day kind of thing with like Mario Odyssey where you lose coins if you die like it's it's very easy, it's not very punishing so that's extremely good for any beginner or pretty much any gamer because it's so it's so good yeah. um uh, uh, alongside the Wii, I'd also got a 3DS port. Uh, it's not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> the 3DS was not meant to, uh, to play Wii games. Like there are some cases, like with Donkey Kong Country Returns, that is the definitive way to play. Uh, to play it. But with Kirby's Epic Yarn, it kind of gets bogged down by being on the 3DS because of the more limited controls. Plus, like, there are some sections that would have used the Wii's pointer controls that are, that are now, like, used with the control stick, and it's really clunky that way. And, um, it also does away with the fact that you can't use copy abilities by giving you copy abilities if you have a uh, the corresponding amiibo with them, and that's really stupid, because it takes away the point of the game, oh, and they're busted. <laughs> Did you? This is so, this is so off subject, but did you guys just see what they announced with the Zelda amiibo? Um, yeah. Yes. Oh, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah, that. So essentially, for those who are not in the know, they it's they have the a Zelda amiibo that goes along with Skyward Sword, but so you ha- you would have to pay for it separately. It's twenty five dollars. But wait, twenty five dollars? It's twenty five dollars. They up the price of it. But the worst part about it is that it has it has the ability. If you get the amiibo, it has the ability where you, each time you use it, you can fast travel between like I guess the clouds and the land. I, I I'm, not, I'm not familiar with Skyward Sword, but is that basic? That's the basic gist yeah. of the ti- of the fast travel. Yeah, rather than going to a statue, so it's like a huge quality of life improvement that they're locking behind buying an amiibo. Basically, so yeah, so you cannot use that kind of fast travel unless you buy the amiibo. For twenty five dollars, so it, and the, the game itself is still the full sixty. It's still the full sixty dollars, so that's eight, that's eighty five dollars down the drain. You know, if you want, if you want to have fast travel in your for Skyward a, Sword for a a mid tier Zelda game, right? So some who consider it bottom tier. All right, go back to r- r- rest go back in to peace. Kirby. Go go ahead. Game. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, well, that that kind of has everything to do with it because you have to buy the amiibo in order to use the copy abilities. So it's also really fucking dumb. Um, mm-hmm. You can use either the Smash set of amiibo or the uh, the Kirby series, but it's still dumb that you have to pay for the amiibo in order to use something that essentially breaks the game. But it's still nice to have regardless because like it could be a post game reward or something like that. But no, um, it's behind. It's money locked, and that's stupid. But um, yeah. other than that, like the 3DS port is okay. Uh, I I got it on launch day, and I was I I wanted it just to be like, oh, I love this game. I want to show support for it. But it's just watered down essentially. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of co-op, the game is wonderful. It's definitely friendly towards single and two players. Because um, it, it's, it was built around two players, but it's just as enjoyable as a single-player adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the th- different things you can do in the game are like, instead of copy abilities, you can transform into certain things, like a penguin on a surfboard when, when you like travel down a, sil- uh, a blue silk river, or um, what else? You can turn into a rocket ship uh, that that like that you can fly around in I, I think that no that's that's in the Kirby and the Rainbow Curse excuse me um what I meant <laughs> to say you can turn into a robot that fires rockets and there you go it's dual controlled so if you're playing multiplayer one controls the 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 machine itself and the other person fires the rockets and it's just a grand old time <laughs> the game is so much fun and it's it's definitely an easier game like it's it's very forgiving and um but it's it's definitely like oh let's just chill and play this game for a day like on a Sunday or whatever, it's just really good. Anyone else uh, play through Epic Yarn? I saw a playthrough of it. I love the art style and I love games that kind of like can take a uh, take a simple concept like oh this is crafting stuff and the whole world is built out of it. Um, Yoshi did Yoshi's game did something similar. Um, it's actually a spiritual successor. Yeah. Um, but I think I I think I like Epic Yarns the best, out of the the woolly world, the, the crafted world. Right out of that out of that group, I I think Epic Yarn looks the best in terms of what they were able to do with things, and it still felt Kirby. It didn't feel <laughs> Dude, like it oh, felt. it's yarn stuff. <laughs> felt ha. But <laughs> ah. um, I I I've played bits and pieces of it. Um, I've never beaten it. I might do so. At some point, I it just didn't vibe with me. But I think that's been the case for most modern Kirby's for me. I I literally I have just yet to capture the magic of like Superstar Ultra and uh, Amazing Mirror, which I know are two kind of completely different Kirby games in their own way. But like the two like the OG, not OG, but like the those those 2D Kirby games for me were always just like I I enjoy them so much more. But um, I want to give Epic Yarn another shot um, at some point because I I always just hear nothing but praise about it. So um, I'm I'm super excited to try it. It's always been, but it's always been like perfectly my aesthetic. I love I love cutesy games. I love games that play with materials, like Matt was saying, like that incorporate like the crafted materials into things. Like it, it, we were talking about that kind of with It Takes Two recently. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's it's just it's just an aesthetic that just feels very warm. And very like welcoming, 
versus like other games that are just so like dark in nature and that's fine like like it's nothing wrong with that but there's just something that there's something special about a game that that takes advantage of like a of like material that is meant to seem as like soft you know and kind you know in nature um yeah but i i i i i love the game way the game looks so much it's just so it's so it's it's one of the best looking games i think on the wii overall I have one more thing to say. Yes. My favorite boss from the game is called the Great Squashini, and he is a pumpkin-headed ass, uh, pumpkin-headed ass magician. Who the the mechanic of the boss fight is an easily manipulatable slot machine, and you get to hit him with rocks and stuff like that. It's really it's so silly, but it's great. Anyone else have anything to say about Kirby's Epic Yarn? Yeah, actually, I've played Kirby's Epic Yarn. Um, actually, I majored in Kirby's Ep, no. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, but, yeah, I played it when I was a lot younger, because when I was younger, I was really into Kirby, and uh, I actually, uh, I got it, and then I was like, and I can think just because I was young, I was like, this isn't Kirby, what is this? Yarn? (laughs) Where's all the copy abilities? (laughs) <laughs> and then as I was playing it, I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. <laughs> um, and eventually, you know, I got like my sister, my little sister in on it. And, you know, we were just playing a co-op. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. You know? I, it really surprised me as a kid. And I really enjoyed that I was able to enjoy it from a gameplay standpoint. Because uh, I was like, yarn? What the? What? But, <laughs> no, it, it really comes together, and it actually really works. Yeah, absolutely. Let us move on to the world of Psychonauts. Take us. <laughs> um, you, so y- y'all, y'all have gotten... Uh, well, so, so let me say origin story here for me. Um... Anthony at one point sent me a bunch of Steam codes that he didn't really. I, I like they. There wasn't really like. I. What, how did you get all those Steam codes? By the way, like I forget what, what was the circumstance for that. Humble bundle, like a lot of accumulated humble bundles. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So he sent me a bunch of the, a bunch of games. Uh, some of which I've played. Some of which I just have left sitting in my Steam uh works you know library. Um, but one of them was Psychonauts, which Anthony was very much like you gotta play this and i was just like all right so i i opened it up and it has become one of my favorite 3d platformers of all time and essentially uh it's from the guys it's from double fine that was their first game i believe uh with tim schaefer running uh opening up that studio and so essentially the game is uh is about a boy named braz who escapes from the circus and goes to this camp that is de- designated to training people who are gifted with their minds uh in terms of uh psychological uh, or like psycho would it be psychological abilities i guess um and It'd be like psychic abilities psychic yeah that's that's a better way to put it um and so the the journey of of raz is essentially learning to kind of become the best uh, psychic that he can be while also uncovering a mystery that's happening at the camp and a plan to basically uh, uh, 
steal the the brains of children it's it goes wild uh but um the why i love so much about the game and especially when you're talking about the art style of it is that each game each level takes place in the mind of someone at the camp um or someone around in the general facility and their the journey through their mind each takes place in like a very unique setting that is true to the character um, and so, like, one of the camp counselors there is super, like, a, like, she's, like, a disco, like, 70s loving lady, and so her whole mind is, like, this, like, 70s, 60s, 70s, like, style, like, super colorful level that you are, da- that you, that you enter into, like, a dance party almost, and you're going through the platforming level. Um, and then there's another level later where you are around, uh, a, um, you know, patients in like a uh mental health institution um and there you enter some of their minds and one is uh napoleon and napoleon is going up against someone in like a board game and then you have to go into the board game and you have to play with the board game in order to get out of the level um it's to for me it's just one of those games that just does so well in using different aesthetics to describe each of the characters and i i wish i could do a better justice right now because it's it's i it has been a little bit since i've played the game but i just i love how every single world is handled with such care and it makes you really understand a person's not not just who the person is but also the the struggles that a person goes through um and me and Anthony, we've talked about it before, like, may, there might be some elements of it that doesn't handle me- mental health in the best light, but there's also, but I do think, compared to many other games at the time, probably was one of the more progressive ones of, like, not trying to paint people who are dealing with a mental health, with many, any mental health issues in a bad light. It's meant to, it's meant to say, like, these, these all, these people that you think are crazy, they're just they're just people that are just trying to get through life and try to you know you know try to get through and deal with an illness um and you and it kind of gives you the ability to sympathize with them in a lot of ways um and i think that the art style of the game really does a great job of just personalizing those experiences and perfectly capturing just the weirdness of the game but also just from a storytelling point of view, just really gets you enraptured in the world as a whole. And it's just, it's just a masterpiece of a video game. I, I am so excited for the second one, which says that they, they say it's going to come out this year. So cross your fingers on that. Um, anyone who has played Psychonauts, Anthony, of course, I know you did, but any, also anyone else as well. Chris is going to make me play Psychonauts at some point. <laughs> I've, uh, it is I haven't yet. That's right. <laughs> it is required playing. <laughs> I, I know, I and can... I'm like, I'm such a 3D platformer head, and I just haven't played it yet. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> I couldn't agree more with Chris, and it's like something I really want to underline is like games will try and show you who the characters are by having them say certain things or have conversations with other people or little details on like their clothes. But Psychonauts is like, no, you're literally going to go into their mind. So like every art style in each person's mind is different. Like one coach, he's a war veteran. 
So his mind is literally like World War Two, like bombs falling out of the sky, tanks, barbed wire, all that stuff. Um, and there's a lot of nuance to it, too. And some levels are really vertical and play around with platforming. Other levels involve racing or they have more of a horizontal sphere. Other levels are claustrophobic and change depending on certain factors in the world. So I think it's like a masterclass in visual design and like level design too. Those go hand in hand with this game, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Overall, I'm just really impressed. It's like so much talent went into that game. It's really remarkable. Yeah, and and like the overall, like to me, like especially when talking about art art style as well, it, it just it, I love the evolution of the game because it kind of, if I remember correctly, I, isn't it that the game starts off in the day and like even though it goes, I think it takes place over the course of a couple of days, it progressively gets darker and darker um, as yes. well, and so you have that and you also you even have a level where it's you are on a stage and you have the ability to change between a i think a day setting and a night setting in that in that level and like the day setting is a lot happy and cheery on what the production that's happening on stage and the moment that you turn to night the characters that are were dancing and having a good time are now coming after you as enemies like, yeah. like there's there is this like the way it uses is it uses the the look of the game to kind of tell a story as well um to to tell to, to on to top to, blah, 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 to tell a story <laughs> and um <laughs> and and do so in just like such a creative way like i think that's i think double fine is among like just my favorite studios because i also played stacking recently which i was also considering to be a you know art style candidate and i just that game was just, you know, great because everyone was a fucking, uh, you know, Russian nesting doll. Uh, but it, 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 but it also played with a lot of like, you know, changing of settings and and progressing like and change of aesthetic uh, over the course of the game. And it was a silly game, but it was great. Um, so I don't know. It, it, I know that I don't know if anyone else here has played it, but just any thoughts generally about uh, what you know or have seen of Psychonauts. No, I actually, I actually like. The only thing that I could, oh, you, you, you were talking. No, we're all going to talk at once. No, I'm. <laughs> no, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that the uh, the uh, art style for what I had heard about Psychonauts before actually ever seeing any of the gameplay or screenshots from the game, completely not what I thought the graphics were going to look like from what everybody had said or what I had heard about the gameplay and the content of the game, I assumed it was going to look a lot more realistic. And I don't know why, but that's just what I had in my head. So when I finally actually saw gameplay or saw images of it, I was like, it looks so, it looks so weird to me, like completely just not what I had anticipated. Um, but I have no other, I've, I've not played it even once. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea uh, about it, but I just, I found it to have a very unique uh, art style and one that I thought was unexpected to deliver the narrative mm -hmm. that I had heard about. Oh, so I'm sorry that jogged my memory, but Gabe, you had something that you wanted to say. I I don't know if you're referring to something specific, but um, <laughs> um, because like all all I was gonna say is like I've always had a bit of a curiosity based on what Chris has said before, and 
it it always seems like such an interesting game to play. It's just I haven't gotten around to it. Sure. But I don't know if you're referring to something specific. Oh, no. I was saying that um, Kelsey reminded me of something. Like, the game is really happy and cheery, like, in its setting, because you're all kids and you're at a summer camp, and it's fun. But one of the powers is literally the ability to see the way that other people perceive you. And so I'm wondering if the graphics in the game are a subjective view of how your character sees the world. Mm. Oh yeah, I forgot about that because they did and that that comes in handy for the the uh very famous milkman level uh from that game. Okay. But um yeah, it Don't you is... love the milkman though? Oh, I love the milkman. I love Don't the milkman. milkman's great. His milk is delicious. Yeah, his milk is delicious. Um but literally he, that Oh, that I think that why the game looks as weird as it does in terms of its characters, I think it's just it's just I think it's just Double Fine's just way of just exemplifying and just trying to emphasize the difference between characters and make them all unique. And like I know for for some people, I I think I've seen this game before. It was like oh this is kind of weird looking, but I love it. I think it fits what I think it fits the atmosphere of it, and I think if it, it, it's it makes the game stand out amongst a crowd of, you know, other video games, you know, to me at least. Um, and I think like the each and each of the kids have their own like stories and their own aesthetic to them as well. It's it's just it, there's so much detail in the game that even in one playthrough, it's hard to like capture it all. Um, but yeah, that's that is Psychonauts. All right. On to our mid segment. Walsh, what's up? How are you doing? More like psycho nuts. Yeah. That was disrespectful. As we are here in the uh, discussing the art styles of different video games, I decided why not have our style some se- so have some style ourselves and make some art. So I have asked each of you to individually give me a video game character. Right. I'm then going to... I've mixed them up, and I'm going to send out those video game characters to each of you. Okay. So you should be receiving those messages now. As for what you're going to do with that character, is I'm going to give you an allotted time for you to draw the character. And then, when you are done, you will we will, in Discord order... Share the picture with the group, and then uh, you have to. Uh, you're going to be if able to guess what the or what or who the character is. Question. Uh, you can. The only person who can't guess is the person who uh, gave the answer. So if you can tell that oh that's the character I gave, then you cannot. Or if. You know what, I might even reveal who gave what character, so then they can know what they're in for. Um, and the person who drew it. Um, in order for you guys to uh, guess, all I want you to do is in the chat, you will just type a letter as quickly as you can and press enter. And whoever comes up first, like a little buzzer, will be able to answer first. Okay. Okay. Question. Right. Yeah. Are references allowed? Yes, references are allowed. So if you okay. want to take a moment right now, 
and, you know, find a reference, you absolutely can. Now, in terms of, now, you're saying that we have to guess, right? Yes, that'll, that'll, that'll be the second part, but yes. So then... In that sense, though, like, are we allowed to, or should we not color the thing in to make it less obvious, or are we just drawing? You can you can color if you want. Okay. If you have time. Well, okay. how much time do we have? Because now I'm nervous. That that's that's the part that's scaring me. So everybody <laughs> has their drawing uh, a thing ready, right? Yeah. Oh shit! The yeah. drawing yep. tool. I already started, so I'm okay. gonna, I'm going to delete all of it. I didn't realize. No, 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 Kelsey. Kelsey, I, I, I know, I know how you are with timers. I tried to tried to give you uh, one that I That's think okay. I think I cleared it. Will be good. Here's proof. Yay! Okay. It's anarchy. So now, if I gave you guys like five minutes, I think the guessing game would be pretty easy. Which yeah. is why I'm giving you guys ten seconds. No! <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Wait, wait, really? Is that actually what's happening? <laughs> Starting when? Yes, you guys are going to get ten seconds. Okay. God. I will. I will give you a three, two, one, go. And I'm going to ask the group now: Would you like me to count down from ten, or just say stop? I feel like a, I would like a countdown. I think. Yeah. Because yeah. you hate countdowns. <laughs> no, no, but I, I, I don't want to just like. I want to hear five and start sweating. Like I don't, I don't want to like uh, okay, just guess right, what time cool, it is. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. While the whole time you are like, I'm out of time. I'm out of time. I'm out of time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Is everybody ready? Yeah. Yes. Is there anybody who's not ready? Anthony, I don't think I've heard from you. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm <laughs> locking up with anticipation and anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Anthony got a good one. All right. <laughs> Are you guys ready? I feel like this is not fi- like I feel like what I received. It's not fair. Like I feel like mine's gonna be easy. So I'm sorry for everybody else. Well, well, Kelsey, I know how it is, and I usually pick on you because I can pick on you. That's we're okay picking on each other. But I was like, I'll give Kelsey a break this month. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you guys ready? Yep. Yes. Yes. Okay. Three, <coughs> two, one, go. Ten. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. All right, pencils down. Okay. You know what? Fuck Discord order. I'm gonna go on my own order because there's there's some that I I want to save for a little later. Uh, Chris, could you do me a favor? Yes. Um, when you're editing this episode, and if you need help doing so, could you link the pictures in the description? Sure, sure. Cool. All right. Well, I don't know. So, I don't know how. Maybe we'll do it on Twitter. We'll post it on Twitter, and then I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely post them on social media. Uh, okay. The way that I've done it before for Table Party, because I've shared the maps, is I will put the link to like I'll just make like a folder with, like, the pictures in them for Google Drive and then put the Google Drive link in the description. Okay. Um, so if you want to follow along, you can hopefully look in the description. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know what? No, fine, fine. We'll stick with Discord order. So, uh, Anthony, uh, your character was given to me by Gabe. So I knew neither, it. So neither Gabe or Anthony can guess. 
And Anth- and as soon as Anthony posts the photo, you guys may uh, buzz in. Okay. And. <laughs> yes, Kelsey. I don't even know if this person looks like this, so I don't. What are the things? I don't know. Bayonetta? That's the first name that came into my yes, head. Yes! You got it! it really? Oh, wow. Holy shit! There is so many it. questions I have. I there gotta play so the lottery! I gotta For play the lottery! Look, it, is a, it is a very nice stick figure so, with um, some very fun wild hair holding two guns. So the little... Two things that look like The guns. two little blue things? I was like, what is... It's like two weapons. And I was like... I didn't realize that bayonet. Why does bayonetta not have bayonets? Why does she have guns? What is this? <laughs> but I, I, I guess gunnetta was taken. I, so the the thing is that <laughs> I just was like, is she holding swords? Uh, maybe bayonetta. Like that's literally my thought process. So mm-hmm. wow, oh God. it works. Well, that's why we're married. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So next up, our our artiste uh, for the evening in our museum is going to be Chris. Uh, let me just double check. Uh, Chris, your character came from Anthony. Okay. All right. Um, are you guys ready? Yeah. All right. So whenever you are ready, Chris, you may post away. Ooh. Oh, uh, Gabe. <laughs> um, I feel like... It's so cute. <laughs> it's so distorted. It's so cute. Nah, that's not very nice. <laughs> you gave this 10 seconds. So that's a masterpiece. I feel like it's a Scarfy from Kirby. No, wait. It's... Ooh, that is incorrect. No. Uh, on uh. to the next buzz in. Matt. Is it not Pikachu? It is, it is Pikachu. Pikachu. All right, Pikachu. All right guys. Okay. We gotta be a little nicer to each other. Because you could have just said, is it Pikachu? Instead of throwing Gabe under the bus. And okay, you're like, sorry, is it not Pikachu? Are we not looking at the <laughs> same pictures? I'm, I'm sorry. It looks like That's Pikachu got hit by a yacht. Pikachu. So I will say, though, it does look like more like Scarfy than it does Pikachu. It does. It does. Right. To be fair. <laughs> however, however Anthony is right. I'm um, Gabe's lawyer. Matt's, Matt's answer was that it wasn't Pikachu. Ooh! Ooh! Uh, so, unfortunately... <laughs> right, I get that. Alright. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, Kel- we have another... We have another oh, guesser. We have, we, have, we have buzz, 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 buzz. Uh, yes, Kelsey. Is it Pikachu? Yes, it is Pikachu! Yes! <laughs> God, God damn it. <laughs> Alright, I deserve that. It's okay. Sorry, Gabe. It's, it's okay. okay. I, right, I, so I, now... I knew I fucked up the moment I had the ears as in I was <laughs> into the forehead as I did, but it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> all right. Our, uh, our, uh, the next piece of art ready for, uh, ready for auctioning is done by our own Matthew. Mm. Now the, uh, the commissioner of this excellent piece <laughs> was Kelsey. All right. Are you all ready? Yes. Tom. Oh, fuck. Oh, excellent <laughs> use of color. Anthony. Actually, I'm sorry. You have to skip me because Kelsey told me what it was. Yeah, I was like, what oh. the fuck? All right, so it's Chris. <laughs> is it Tom Nook? All right, Chris. It is Tom Nook. Woo! It is Tom Nook. <laughs> Woo! 
That's a very good. I need good... to buzz in. I need to buzz in. I'm going to type my letter now. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I've just been meticulously yeah, getting excellent. rid of all of my little uh, buzz-ins <laughs> to not spam yeah, the excellent, chat. excellent use of color on that one. Yes. Really, really yes. Thank you. That, really that honestly is what did it. <laughs> is the color. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up on the chopping block, we have Kelsey. The chopping block. The... That's that's ominous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, you weren't paying attention. This is chopped. Uh, oh. With with the uh, uh, with the character. I like seeing everybody's like typing. Chris. Typing. Uh, um, this this is my character right here. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is your character that you said. You submitted. Right. 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 That's, um, what, I'm that's what I meant. Yep. Right. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I got confused. <laughs> no, because I was going to be like, Anthony can't go because I told him. And I was like, wait a minute. No, that was the other one. So I'm, just, I'm very confused. Okay. Ready, guys? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, is it Kirby? Yes. Yes, that is it's Kirby. So I started to crack up at the end because I just the last thing I did like at the ten second mark was give him a smile. It was like, <laughs> and then I like couldn't remember if Kirby even has a mouth, and I was like, whatever, it's fine. Like I just I only had ten seconds. He does have. That's a, a good, mouth. good. good it's okay. so good Kirby. Cute. That looks like that looks like it would be a, an, an enemy in Kirby's epic yarn, honestly. Okay, or guys, a friend. I'm, guys, I'm loving the use of color. Um. <laughs> Can I just really, really, really pull just guy. really quick, can I show you what my reference photo was going to be before I found out that we had 10 seconds? Sure. Okay, so this is what it was going to be before I found out that we had 10 seconds. <laughs> For people at home, it is the picture of Kirby, the 3D model, with the pink, yet extremely realistic muscular arms and legs. <laughs> and doing the circle thing. Yes. God damn it. Like okay finger... Oh, I didn't get... Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. Uh-huh. Got him. Uh, last but not least, we have Gabe and his wonderful piece of art, which was asked for by Matt. I kind of figured this. <laughs> All right, I'm going to post it in five, four, <gasps> three. Yeah. Oh, Chris. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! That was I, that was a that was a I kind of shot a little too early for it. All right, I I'm gonna say Fox. I'm gonna say it's Fox. Yes, that is Fox. Yes, Fox wow. from the S- S- Star Fox series where there's foxes in the stars, and that's him. He's the fox. That that is impressive. How many lines you got down? Yeah, that, I was yeah. gonna say that. <laughs> that I is so detailed. I almost, I, I almost threw my my Apple pencil like. <laughs> Across the room. <laughs> yeah, we got, we, got, we got armor here. We got, like, like the jacket. I only got oh, a oh, fat boy. head. <laughs> and you got an entire body. That was, it's very, very fat impressive. Cheeks. Fish cheeks. All right, wow, well, this thank, is actually quite fun. Guys. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys for, for playing along. I hope that... Good bit. Um, yeah, it was this. I'm sure that this is going to translate into an audio format. Yes. Extremely well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also fully expect uh, that we, when we do the music episode, that we're going to create songs uh, on the spot. Oh, oh no. come so, on! So that's I fully. I'm, I'm gonna, fully. I'm gonna actually, call out sick that week. <laughs> no, actually, it'll be like this. I'm going to ask for a character, and then you guys are going to have to 
make a song for that character in 10 seconds and then you have to get know- the character. I can I can show you a place that we can do that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, Walsh, you're you're still on on the fucking horn here, all right? Cuz you What? You are going to talk to us about Later Alligator. Later Alligator is a game that Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, Later Alligator is a very very awesome game. Uh, so it is it I don't know if you guys have seen it. It is a pretty recent game. Oh, it came out in 2019? I thought it... I don't know. I saw it, it more recently. It came out, like, like uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, actually. Like, it came out very I recently. It on St- oh, you know what? See, I'm seeing it on Steam for 2019, but it did re- recently came out on Switch, which is how I... Ah, okay. That makes sense. Sorry, I'm and far away from my... Thing, my yeah, and the entire thing has this very uh, 2D hand-drawn feel, as if it was almost made on Flash, which it just might have been. Uh, it's actually made by the um, the animation studio Small Blue, Small Boo, Small Boo, who uh, has made a lot of animations online that you have probably seen, and a lot of the animations, a lot of the cutscenes, and even just a lot of the idle animations all have this incredibly fluid sense to them that it just catches the eye immediately and it keeps with this really fun aesthetic of you are in you are in alligator new york city and there is the hustle and bustle and there is uh plenty of people that you can talk to and help along the way um and the game itself you are helping uh one alligator who thinks that his family uh is actually planning a uh, a hit on him to kill him when uh, and this isn't much of a spoiler because you figure it out very quickly when you actually talk to his friends and family they're planning a surprise birthday party but Aww. there's more to it than that <laughs> so I really highly suggest it because not only is the art style incredibly unique and it's really charming, but a lot of the characters are very charming as well. In a point-and-click kind of adventure style, you are able to um, talk to a variety of people, learn who they are, and eventually even you're given a blank family tree and you figure out who fits where. And... Um, just by talking to all these people, you help them through their things, you play uh, a slew of different mini-games, and it, it all comes together into this this really, into the setting that really feels very um, alive, and very, just, I mean, very animated, the way that the, the, way that the characters themselves portray themselves on screen. Um, other than that, the only other caveat I could say is... Um, or the only other thing I would mention before playing is I got stressed at one point because there is a timer where before you have to meet back up later in the day. And I had not talked to everybody that I could have talked to. But that is completely okay because you are still going to get the chance to talk to those people when you play through it again. And then by playing through it again and talking to those other people and then putting pieces together, 
the story itself even changes. Mm, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Um, uh, so, highly, highly recommend. Did Neil Ciceraga do the music? Yeah, he did some music for this. Uh, that it, alone makes me want to play it, in addition uh, to everything that you talked about. But I know uh, another animator who's been very popular recently, who I've been following for a while, uh, Worth It Kids. Uh, he also did uh, animation on this. Um, but it was a relatively small team. Um, I don't know if Neil Ciceriga did all of the music, but I know he was also a big producer of the game as well. Cool. I can already tell I'm going to fall in love with this game. Like I, I've, this has been on my radar, um, for a while. Um, and I haven't got a chance to getting it and playing it, but like, the fun, silly, and I'm sure there is a darker tone to it, probably. Um, it, but I, I don't know. I, I also can appreciate that in a game like Undertale, Bug Snacks. You know, name name the fucking list. There's there's many games that kind of are like sweet on the surface, and then it's like, oh no, things are fucked. Um, see now, <laughs> see, but does it go sweet on the surface and then dark and disturbing and then actually secretly very sweet? Or does it then go back to dark and disturbing after that? Well, yeah, well, I, I think it, I'm okay with it going, like, bouncing in between those things. I don't know. You don't have to spoil it for later, Alligator, but I can... I'm all in on this. Like, even even if it is just perpetually sweet throughout, or even just goes sweet and then just goes dark for the rest of it, I'm here for it. I love the aesthetic of the game. I love that it's like a little puzzle, point-and-click game. I love those type of games. I'm all in on this. I'm so excited to play it. Yeah, while not all of the characters... Well, actually, you can talk to all of the characters. Um, not all of them give you character tokens, but, I mean, it is just so much fun to go th- just through them all. Um, the main the main character that you talk to for most of the game is Pat. That is the character with, um, the, um, with the bandana and the hat. With the P on like, it? Oh, please... Yeah, please, you have to help me. They're planning on killing me. I just know it. And it's like, oh, I'm going to go speak to Pat's cousin over here. And Pat's cousin is like, oh, I love Pat. He's the best. Oh, man, don't tell him. But, like, we got a surprise for him later. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, oh, we love him. He's great. It is, like, it's such a wholesome game. um, But that comes with so many characters that you you really do fall in love with. Even, Even the more like some of the jackass characters um but or even the more maybe not one note but uh maybe the uh the characters who are really maybe there for just a gag uh oh and maybe the other thing i would mention is there are many games that uh if you mess up usually you are given a chance that if you want you can retry uh, there was one mini game. I don't know if there's more like this, where it's kind of ambiguous, like what happened to the character you were talking to afterwards, hmm. and then you are not given the chance to try again unless you replay through the game. Like, how oh. how how much is the play? Like how long is the game? Like in one playthrough? Not, n- not very long. I think I beat it. Uh, I got through one playthrough in a night. Okay. Uh, I mean, look it up. How long? Yeah. Um. 
Any, meanwhile, will anyone else have anything to say about Later Alligator? It's really cute. I looked it up, and I love all the characters. It does look very adorable. Yeah, it, it probably takes about maybe three hours to get through uh, initially, th- three to four hours. But, I mean, I ended up playing through it uh, at least three times. I probably did a fourth um, just to make sure I had everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just get all the little little collectibles and things like that. Sure. Um, but but they remember yeah. they remember like what you did in your first or second playthrough. Yeah, and then you, you can still play the minigames too. Cool. That's awesome. All right. And from there, we're returning, my friends, to the world of Wildstar. Yes. So load up on your capital ship. We're headed over. Um, so Wildstar is kind of like this mishmash of a bunch of different visual styles. Um, its core influence is Ratchet and Clank. Um, it has like that cartoony style that's just kind of like bright and happy. Um, but it's also part Star Wars, um, and part Team Fortress 2. Um, and it doesn't sound like it would all work, but it really does. Um, it's a game about conflict. So one of the military forces, the Exiles, um, have been losing serious battles and they've basically packed up everybody that they have left and everything that they have left on one giant ship and they're headed to kind of the last possible planet they could go to. Um, and they're running from the Dominion, which is this superior military force that has all the money in the galaxy and it's conquered every other planet except for this one. Um, and it just so happens that the planet that they're fleeing to is bursting with this primal, beautiful, natural life, um, in terms of creatures, in terms of natural wonders, um, and that this planet has also been subject to subjugation and experimentation by this ancient race thousands of years ago, who were so advanced that the only thing that people think could have possibly happened to them now that they're not here anymore is that they've ascended into gods. So the game is all about kind of these different styles and these different factions and I guess um, races and whatnot kind of clashing and they all have their own distinct visual style. The exiles are heavily influenced by World War II. Um, their technology is olive green and it's all like chunky and functional. Um, and you know, they paint little characters on the sides of their cannons. Um, and it looks cheap and scrap dash, but that's because like, this is the last cannon that they have. Um, and the Dominion are really impressive. Like their capital city is spotless. It's all gold and deep red and black um and they're richer than you and stronger than you and they want you to feel that um and the elden which is that race i was talking about before they're the coolest because they have all these like underground labs where they experimented on life and creating life and pure data 
and everything just glows this neon green. But it, at the same time, it's also reclaimed by nature because nobody's been there for thousands of years. Um, one of my favorite spots in the game is this town called Algarok. And it's kind of like this desert town with this like Wild West sheriff kind of feel. Um, and if you venture just past the town, you find this giant warbot that is trying to escape in Elden Lab. And it's pissed off because its foot is stuck in the silo door and it can't get out. So it's vaporizing anybody who sets foot in the immediate area. And it's not only part of the scenery, but it's also part of the main quest line. Um, because obviously you need to stop it and kill it so that nobody else dies to it. Um, and the whole game is like that. It Every new area is this set piece for these factions to express themselves and for you to see that conflict unfold and what kind of technologies it has or what kind of crazy thing has been uncovered on the planet. And it's always something different and cool. Um, and the last visual element that I kind of want to explore and my favorite element of the entire game, in fact, is the character classes. So... Of course, you have, like, your warrior, and they're pretty boring because they just swing swords around. But the other classes, like the gunslinger, is actually a spellslinger, and they use magic. And they have a skill where they slip into a pocket dimension where enemies can't see them. But your reality gets filled with, like, this flowery golden orange and regardless of where you are, it's just made beautiful because you exist in this like peaceful dimension just for a few seconds to get some breathing room. And then you warp right back. Um, and when they heal people, you see like balloons and confetti come off of people because they're using that's their form of healing magic. Um, and the coolest class kind of ties into what Chris was talking about with Psychonauts earlier is Espers. Um, ESP, like uh, extrasensory phenomenon, they can manifest their thoughts and form them into weapons. So they summon like these little spider creatures from their mind or these blades or this giant hawk. Um, it's just really cool. And a lot of things that they thought of to give their character classes in terms of skills are not only visually unique, but they're just ideas that haven't really been explored before in an RPG. So I think it's a huge tragedy that the game has shut down, but I think that its contributions to game visuals and level design and character design are deserve to still be studied and talked about. Uh, it's a really unique style, and I can definitely see the Ratchet & Clank influence. It's kind of like... Uh, really, really techy, but still cartoony art style to it just comes off in such a such a good way. Yeah, I, I, I it reminds me because um, I just, I just played through and beat the um, Ratchet and Clank from 2016 um, for the first time, my, which was my first Ratchet and Clank experience. Um, it reminds me of that one area where you're fighting like the the brain monsters constantly and like you're just trying to activate you're trying to collect brains for that one scientist guy i'm gonna forget what the name of the yes. area is 
Um, but it, it, it very much like the, it, especially like the red terrain and stuff. Um, at least the, the one, the, one of the photos that you sent, uh, for sure. You're just going to make us sad that we can't play this, man. <laughs> That's all you're doing. Um, have you, have you seen, and I'm not, I don't know if the gameplay is going to be anything like this. And I don't even know if the game's going to be good because they're kind of embargoing people to not really show anything prior to release date, which is always a bad sign. But Biomutant, have you seen Biomutant at all, Anthony? Like any any trailers for it at all? Yeah, I've actually been kind of following it. Um, and for a while, it looked a little dicey, like it looked like a bad indie game. Sure. But the trailers that they've shown recently show a lot of promise. Um, and the styling of the world, definitely one of the first things I thought of was like a more realistic, gritty wild star. Mm-hmm. It's just I have. Such appreciation for games these days that take the path of lighter color, colorful visuals with a more serious subject matter. Like, it just creates not only this interesting juxtaposition, but a visual interest too. And the creatures in that game look terrifying, but they also have like neon purple fur, which I think is just amazing. So I'm definitely watching that with a lot of interest for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is just such a shame about what happened to it. But I mean, I think, like you said, like the fact that it, it, even just strictly talking about it from an art style point of view, like what they did is going to inspire people for generations. Like it just it just it feels like it's and I don't know if it has had that big of an impact on on the gaming industry. I'm not, I'm just cuz I was not super aware of it um until you really started talking about it. But it just it feels like it's going to be one of those that it could be one of those games that people look back on with very fondly for what it created artistically and of course in many of of its other components as well. Alrighty then. Thank you, Anthony. Alright. We move on to setting sail. Getting the you know, getting our little items together from the barrels. Alright. And we are gonna set sail on the Sea of Thieves. Kelsey. Close us out. Thank you. Um so I'm actually really excited for this conversation because um a lot of the people who are currently recording with us right now have actually played this game. So I'm excited to hear your input as well. But um, I didn't ever think that I'd be talking about Sea of Thieves in this podcast. I did not. Uh, I played the game and I love the game and I would happily contribute. But I didn't. I, it's only as of recently, maybe since quarantine or whatever, that I really got into the game and how much I love of it. So Sea of Thieves is a first-person um, action-adventure multiplayer game developed by uh, British studio Rare. Uh, it's published by Microsoft. It came out in March um, 2018, um, formally. It had been in beta um, for uh, months prior, I believe since January of that same year. Um, but it officially released in late March 2018. Uh, it's cross-platform, uh, which I think is awesome. Uh, but the I think that the true gem of the game, regardless of how you feel about the gameplay or the narratives or whatever else is in it, um, is the visual style of the game and the stylized graphics. So um, the graphics are stylized because they are somewhere between cartoon fantasy and realism, um, realistic uh, graphics. The game itself has points of 
uh, capturing and emphasizing what would otherwise be natural beauties that you're finding in our own world and points at which it is absolutely um, creating visual fantasies and uh, macabre, occult, uh, magical uh, items and stories and people in a way that just feels... um, like anything, unlike anything else that I've really ever played, um, anything that you look up for the game as far as looking for uh, interviews from the developers or otherwise, they will always say the same kind of things in their interviews regarding the art style in that, first of all, the art director was Ryan Stevenson um, with uh, Rare Games, which uh, he also did uh, Viva Pinata. And they are currently coming up with Everwild which um, I slept on Everwild completely. I didn't realize this was even a thing until I started researching for this podcast, but apparently it's been dropping trailers for the last couple of big game announcements, um, and Mm -hmm. it looks like it's going to be brilliant. But for Sea of Thieves, um, the things that they say mostly are that they wanted the game to feel timeless and lived in. So if you're in the game and you're moving around, you'll notice that every little thing that is textured is completely imperfect in the most perfect way. Every item in your armory, every uh, plank on your ship has these little divots and dents and uh, asymmetrical lines and shapes that make it feel like, you know, it's a game that it's a world that has existed for millennia that you're just stepping into. Um, Wear and tear is a big visual aspect of the game in that they wanted to make it, uh, very much a point to have it be that the clothes for the most part are worn and torn the ships themselves when you first go into the game and you get your ship it looks nearly immaculate but the minute that you run into any sort of damage that is now on the sides of your ship until that ship sinks uh paint worn away gouges in the wood uh uh, even if you shoot your pet out of a cannon, they show up back on your boat singed and charcoaled like that. Just the the care that it takes uh, into visualizing cause and effect in the game to me is incredible. Um, another big point in the game is the fact that while you're sailing on the seas, your visual points, if you're not on an island and you're truly sailing on your ship, it's the water and the sky. And in order for, for most of the game, if that's what you're looking at, and they've said this in interviews, you have to make that absolutely gorgeous, like something that people are going to want to keep coming back to and exist within. So when I tell you that everybody who I've played the game with comments about both the sky and the sea in that it looks so gorgeous, so realistic, um, the way it moves, the way it sounds, just everything about it is incredible. The way that they do the lighting in the game, the light sources that come from the sun or the moon um, or the lanterns. Uh, the way that it glints off of everything. I don't know. It's just, I, I think I could I could talk about it for literally forever. They had to make the game look jaw-dropping because it was so visual and so much about exploration, and they succeeded in a way that I think just they deserve all of the awards they've received. Um, they actually just won a British Game Award um, for Best Evolving Game within the last couple of months um, because of their constant updating. Um, and uh, another thing that I think is cool about the game as far as what they chose to do for visual graphic reasons is if you're on your ship or on an island and you're looking at the horizon, there are many structures in the game that though they are different structures, 
when they are too far out and on the horizon, it is hard to disseminate between a palm tree and a uh, skull fort turret and a brig or a galleon. Um, and they did that intentionally. So they uh, built things into the game in a way that too far out, their rendered blocky state uh, is not going to allow you to necessarily know whether or not you have an enemy coming for you or if there's just a wind blowing through a palm tree, um, which I think is really cool also. And um, yeah, I just I, I think that the game is unique for many reasons, but that its visual style just knocked it out of the park. I don't know if I forgot about anything. Um, I have something that I want to touch on, but I want to do it like as we're wrapping up. So if anybody else has any comments. I am a stickler for water graphics. That game's water is fucking gorgeous. Like I want to <laughs> drink that salt water until I just dry up in the shriveled raisin. <laughs> <laughs> it does look delicious. He's not wrong. It's like blue Gatorade. Mm-hmm. That's a good color. And like even like for me, there's a seamless transition too. Like you can be on your ship or on an island and you have the water surface and they just they executed texture on that water like like nothing else. But the seamless transition between being above the water and then under the water. And they're still it literally feels like you're underwater in the ocean. Like the texturing and it the it, it's like they made you feel the density of the water or the pressure of the ocean by the way that they visualized everything and how things move underwater, how the fish and the foliage is just out of control. Like, it's just so cool. There's also the fact that in several different areas, the water has different levels of murkiness mm-hmm. and, and like, yep. and like just the amount of whatever is in the water changes. And I just think that's an extremely cool detail. Yeah. For, for me, it's like, there's few games where it's like I can actually go in and just like hang out and feel relaxed. And though Sea of Thieves is often not that because it is a game about pirates and treasure and whatnot. Um, the game is alive. Like if you go and you just sit on the shore of any island, any outpost, whatever you want, you'll see everything gently blowing in the breeze Uh, You'll see birds and other creatures. You'll see fish in the water. You'll just feel, like, peaceful. And you'll hear the waves upon the ocean. Like, it's so genuinely beautiful. And the art style is so consistently applied. And the game is, like, gentle. Like, I think gentle is a good word to use for it. Because even though there are enemies and enemy players and whatnot... No matter what happens, everything is going to be okay, you know? And ships sink, treasures found and sold and stolen, but at the end of the day, it's like, you can always come back, you know? And the game world will always be the exact same way that you left it. So, just a very beautiful game, with a lot to see and experience. Mm -hmm. And um, a point that Ryan Stevenson as the art director makes and that the developers overall make is they have a thing that they, I don't know if it's a company uh, culture thing or if it's Ryan Stevenson himself, but he's got a real thing about the long game and um, developing things uh, that may not come to fruition years into the game or, or otherwise, but um, 
the developers themselves have also said that we wanted to create a game that was going to go the distance and that for us was like a years long adventure that not only our players could experience, but that we were also updating and interacting with while it was being played. And so they chose the art style that they did so that it felt timeless, which I think I might've said before also, but, um, Another thing that they did for textures, I dropped some screenshots in the chat, but something for me that I just freaking love about the game is all the foliage and the palm trees on the island themselves and the colors and the textures that go into it. And they explicitly took a uh, the, the, the avenue of making everything in a way that it was painted on, like all the texturing was modeled, not necessarily... Um, in a way that was uh, kind of like pattern textures that were then implemented in, but more so that it was something that was fluid and moving and that the game really did not at any moment stand still. Like Anthony said, it feels alive, which I think is a great way to say it. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> Chris, what do you, uh, what uh, you got to say? I was, well, I was going to say the character, like I, I love the, how they designed the characters in the game because I yeah. think, one of the things that is so, I guess, problematic is maybe the word I would use in the gaming industry is that, like, they just do, a lot of times they just do generic looking guys and girls as for characters, and it's just like, and most of the time they're just white people, like, it's just like, it's, it's just, it's so, it's so boring, and you see it in all the games. I love that they made the characters that you can choose in this game ugly <laughs> but but oh but at, even at the same time like they're ugly but in that in that even in that sense it's like it makes the game even more beautiful in that sense because it's just like yeah. we're all just we're all just like we're all pirates <laughs> and we're we're not having showered in in years and we are all just we're all and just we only the drink seasons. water we only eat coconuts like there's only so yeah, much we, well you don't even drink water you drink grog you i'm know? sorry it's... i meant you only drink you only drink grog <laughs> that's what i meant to say yeah, there's yeah. no water there's, the water's unsafe um yeah uh, and I think that that's part of the charm, too, because I think that it's like you can't go in there and make a uh, I guess the standards within the game have nothing to do with vanity, kind of. The only thing that has to do with vanity would be like ship decorations or how you want to dress up your pirate ultimately. Right. But right, like who right. you are has nothing like it's totally about your character and how you're choosing to play the game and has nothing to do really with how status. you're presenting yourself or your status. Like it's, it's completely mm. fluid and you can log into the game and choose to be one type of pirate that day and then different the next, which I think is great. But, um, that is a cool feature. Yeah. Like it's just, and something that touches on what Chris said about like how they represent, um, individual characters and gender in the game is while you, while there are characters that have ex like more explicitly feminine or masculine traits and body parts when you're doing your original, like, run through of, of picking your character or if you choose to do it again but you there's no restrictions on how you dress your character i don't believe that i've noticed i think that you're pretty no. much able to yep. wear and design and be whoever you want you can be envy you can be whatever you want you can be genderless you can be boundless for anything that you want to be and i think that that's just a really great feature um that i know other games have been criticized for not having that kind of flexibility and to me it seems something that's so simple to implement of mm -hmm. not not keeping anything to a strict binary um mm -hmm. but something that i wanted to 
mentioned was just, I found this very poignant. Um, and I think that it's like a good, not only a wrap up from my conversation about Sea of Thieves, but kind of a, an, an ode to the industry of art directors and animators and everything was that in my research for coming on and speaking about this today, I found a tweet from Ryan Stevenson from early March 2018 when the beta was still going on. But um, I'm going to share the tweet, but I'm also going to read it for our audience, where um, he says, four years ago, I decided we needed 3D geometric clouds in Sea of Thieves. Three and a half years ago, I made a video with a skull cloud over an island to show it was cursed. Today, players attacked a cursed fort drawn across the waves by an eerie skull cloud. A proud day indeed. Hashtag long game. And I just feel like that's such a... I don't know, like, it made me get choked up when I read it originally, and even just in reading it, in that these people that are creating these games for us, it's their whole lives, and it's their heart and soul and all of their brilliance that they're putting out there for us to then develop mm -hmm. and for us to experience. So, like, everything that we are experiencing, all of these art styles, all of these worlds that we all just spoke about and that we speak about every time we meet for the for the coop, um, it's we're living inside of people's brains and in their hearts and what they want to deliver to us. Um, and when they really satisfy, it's like we're communing with them on such a deep level. So I just thought yeah. that was really cool. Yeah. I mean, in the case of psychonauts, literally inside people's right, brains. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I just think that that's really cool. But, and I think that I touched on everything that I wanted to yeah, speak about. No, I, I think it's a good closing. No, I did want to just say though, like, I, you know, Sea of Thieves for me is just, it gets stressful whenever there's a uh, combat, but I, I, I love that that game can be whatever you want it to be. Like you could, you could just have it be a gold hunting game. You can have or treasure hunting game, I should say, or it could just be, it can be a combat game if you prefer in that sense, you can go after players or you can go after the skeleton Lords that are there. It's, it's just, it's such a great game. I think it's just, I, I think it's one of the most underrated games of the last decade i i really do i really feel like that because i know i it probably i think that's probably because it had such a slow start and many critics probably wrote it off immediately i i read an article for one of the websites I actually write for that like had like you know five five of the best pirate games and five of the worst and like sea of thieves was listed under one of under the worst wow now and i'm like i i feel like that that is that has to be just because of the initial reception it got and it's not getting as much of a chance as it should um and um i i, I hope it turns i hope it turns around where sea of thieves just becomes much more beloved by the community um because i think it deserves it um but yeah no i i, I you you definitely touched on it our art style art style is definitely something i look for in a video game all the time and the idea that people's visions can be created and that we get to experience them in a way that like in movies and tv shows like we can't as much because we are even though we watch the action and we definitely feel a part of the action you are truly part of a game you know like you because you're controlling the character um and controlling the action of what happens and so it's 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 just another level of what makes gaming great so um and just a quick fun fact every single game um by rare has a pirate in it and i don't know why i don't know if it's like a thing but um every game not just sea of thieves every single game that they've developed has a pirate in it apparently i wouldn't know huh. but um, well ban well that makes sense for banjo kazooie um and for donkey Kong. what about viva pinata right the, you can put a pirate pinata in there, there. there yeah I, yeah I, i've <laughs> never played that game so that's I, I, that's a blind spot for me but yeah, yeah. just thought that was fun 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Walsh. Uh, I am loving the way that the video game world has very much transitioned from being this desire to, oh, we have to have the best graphics and the most realistic looking stuff, which is why we use motion cap and and state-of-the-art graphics and things like that. And now that we've reached a point where I don't think real realistic graphics can get too much more realistic it is forcing video games to be a lot more stylistic and forcing aesthetics and and pushing you know art stylings to to really meet some crazy levels and while sometimes style is you know a productivity or a product of um you know of not having what's the right word sorry my brain is like i've been up since like 8 (laughs) a.m it's okay (laughs) maybe maybe it is a a product of there's probably a better word but of like of not having the resources to make something better and then making those choices based on what you have or it's a stylistic choice but i like that it has now taken much more of a turn for video games where no we're gonna have a style and maybe it won't be the most, you know, detailed graphic thing, but it's going to be a style that really sticks with people. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then, with that being said, folks, thanks, video games. You all make us feel good with your your, your beautiful, beautiful aesthetics. Uh, and uh, so next, next uh, month, we are not doing a typical gaming coop. Instead... I'm tasking all you, all you hosts and all you listeners, all right? We're tasking you guys to keep up on the all the Summer Game Fest E3 proceedings. And we're going to talk about all the fun things that are announced and talked about. We're a little good old round table discussion about things that we're looking forward to in the years to come. A little bit more of a newsy episode than we were used to. But, I don't know. E3 is just fun to come together and talk about. No matter. The theme, the theme will be future. <laughs> right. But basically. Basically. Ooh. So. Games, um... games I will enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> So super, super excited about that. Thank you all so much for listening. Game on. The Gaming Coop is brought to you by Team Chaos Productions. Follow us on Twitter at The Gaming Coop or follow our other work at Team Chaos Pods. 